Southern Vanguard Radio. This is DJ John Doe, and to the left of me is my man. Cardi Chino. <laughs> Cardi Chino means. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. The number one record in New York, in the world, just ever. And Cardi B is just taking over. I, um, I stated, <laughs> I, I went out there on the shakiest of limbs this week and stated that it's way too much Cardi B dick licking going on. I saw that. And I and I say that with with all, all sincerity. The, and all the love in the world. <laughs> yeah. And uh, uh we are the guard. We are the so, guard. Oh so man. you should be expecting things like that from me. You should. Mr. Yeah. Meeks, uh how are you? I'm I'm well. You're well. I'm alive. All right. Uh, yeah. I'm, uh completely thankful and just happy to be here man say that again yeah i'm thankful man yeah absolutely i'm thankful we have a we have an in-studio guest tonight actually yes we do friend of southern vanguard uh, radio jayonardo dicaprio from the revenant (laughs) jayonardo say that again jayonardo dicaprio (laughs) from fresh off the set of the revenant 2 Um, that's a good one. I can't even lie. Beard gang and full of yeah, fat. We just doubt. caught a body with that one. Wow. Meets. Fresh out of the Facebook beard gang. Fresh out the group. <laughs> you dig? He's teaching. He was just coming off an online lesson teaching everybody how to moisturize. You and need grow to moisturize. You need to grow Excessive hair face. Otherwise, you know, you get ingrown hair. Yo, we got. J57 in the house. With Word. Man. Yo, uh, the homie. Real, yo, real quick. This is like episode like a million that I've been on. So I just want to say thank you guys for having me oh, again absolutely. here. As you know, you're welcome any day. And the thank you. And the other thing was on the Cardi B topic. Mm. She blocked DJ Element the other day on Instagram. <laughs> Did you really? <laughs> nice. Okay, let's hear that story. Damn. Now I feel bad. I didn't even get blocked or nothing. Damn. He, yo, he he found like an old picture of her from her stripping days, oh. and she has a really bad boob job. Oh. oh. And he made. I think it kind of went semi, semi, semi viral. That's but, him. Yeah. Oh. And, I saw that. And he wrote some shit like, "I don't dance no more. I got funny boobs." Some shit oh. like that because her boob they look like weird ass watermelons with like pepperonis on the bottom of them. Right. Right. Like, weird, yo. Two church socks. <laughs> and I'm with like, mud I'm, like, in I'm like, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> Yo, I don't Damn, even, I got to step my game up. I thought I was going to get blocked, man. He caught a body with that, yo, and I guess it got to her. Even though she has 10 fucking million followers. Somehow, oh, you know the negative way, shit cuts her. through. It got to her, yeah. and like, I'm not even like anti her or pro or whatever. I'm just like watching it happen. I just heard the song for the first time yesterday, and in it's its entirety because of what went down. I'm like, now I have to fucking hear it, you know? You know what? <laughs> and it's, I, it's that shit was for, funny. It's par for the course. What what, oh, what I that get is it. being I, done? After seeing the video, I got it. But but here's right. the, here's the thing. The video, here's yeah. a, I think this is the thing that that pushed me over the edge. I, I I don't know where I saw this or where I heard oh, this. this. Is gonna oh, be it's good. a great. Yeah, this is gonna oh, be good. It's a great look for the Bronx. Um. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> that is not a great look for the Bronx. Yo, no, that's, it's not. That's not a. That's not even a decent look for the for New York. Okay, um, you know we're in a bad spot when New Yorkers and 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 people from the Bronx are looking at looking at that as a victory. <laughs> 
it's I'm, a, I'm, it's a, it's I'm just bad, laughing because it's true. I mean, yeah, like, it's I, a I bad it, time but. for hip hop. I mean, the Bronx is the birthplace, and we didn't. The Bronx didn't birth that. I'm saying we like I'm part. You know, no, I no, hear you, man. I hear what you're saying. Bronx, you're talking about hip hop. You're yeah, saying that we is hip hop, yeah. not rap, not commercial rap. Those are two different we things. You know, we I mean? didn't birth that. And there's also been arguments lately about you know the reason why these young kids are the way they are is because of us. I did. I totally disagree with that. The God Fahim is is the way he is because of us. Uh, Nolan the Ninja is the way he is because of us. Right. Uh, Cardi B is 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 the way she is, so she don't have to get on the pole no more, and she can get them titties fixed. Right. That's <laughs> right. It's real talk. That's, that's that's what we dealing with over there. So let me get off this rant. Well, we no, got, to, we to got, extend on that other, just a little bit. Here's yeah. the thing: is that literally could have been anybody, anybody. Exactly. Anybody that could have been any record, anybody, wh- whatever, like that. You, you could that record could have been from anywhere in this country, man. Right? And that, that, because it, which, it's which, because it's 2017. And again, and how that is that is, a win for the Bronx in New York? Like I don't understand that. That's like, that doesn't a, that's, make sense. To me. That's one of the biggest L's. The only, the only, the, I think the reason some people are saying that is and not going against what you guys are saying in the slightest. I think the reason some of those people are saying it is because New York hasn't had a fucking hit record hip hop wise in a minute. You know what I'm saying? From new people, mm-hmm, from new people, mm-hmm. new cats. Young MA was last summer. You know what I'm saying? Like my homie Joey. You know, shouts to Joey Badass, but he, you know, he didn't have a he didn't have one of those super a breakout smash record. hit yeah. records. Right? Yeah. He, is he a fucking? I'm not even talking about his money, but is he like killing it? Like, he yeah, he is. It. Yeah, yeah I don't killing even, it. Yeah, but he, but he doesn't yeah. have you know he doesn't have that. Um, who else is young and new from New York? You know what I'm saying? That we could just go down the list. You know what I'm saying? Mean, like, I mean, you, that, you, that's you, what they're going by though. And we, they're not, we go not back over recent. What's that? It's not Bronson. Right. And, and and the same thing with Bron- right. Bronson and Joey are the same kind of animal where they're not right. a fucking household name, but they're also not not a household name in a sense. You, you know, know the right, New York, right, right. the yeah. New York, the recent New York hits, you got you got the French Montanas, you got True, yeah. You yeah. got uh Fat Joe that has one. Last every summer now they, and had, then, they had you know a, they had they had two hits actually. But, yeah, that was but, a winner. His, but here's right. the thing though, that the sound is not there. The New York sound. Right. Oh, correct. It's, yeah, yeah. It could it could be from literally here, Houston. Right, French Montana even does. Exactly. I remember Primo was telling me he's like, because he's from you know Houston mm-hmm. outskirts. He's like, he's like, I fucks with French. I just don't like that he uses our slang. Like, what do you mean? He's like, on that one song, he's like, it's like, what you talking about? I'm like, yeah, he does say talking about. What the hell is that? He's like, that's what we say in Houston. Right. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, oh. I got it. I didn't so know that. So it's you know? it's not you know it's not again it's not a win for the okay, Bronx I hear because that. it's not it's not Bronx affiliated. Yeah. These records are hits because they sound like everything that's coming from that's, the South that's right popping. now. Right. Exactly. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And the 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 offset thing keeps coming up with her name. So they fucking, right? I, it what? looks like it. I went to her Instagram so, yesterday and it looks like it. Yeah. Okay, so... I'm, I'm going to be open. I went to her so, fucking Instagram. So we, so we hear an offset on this record and, and, and people aren't understanding that either. <laughs> I'm sorry, hold on. What's who who and what is offset? Migos. Migos. Oh, <laughs> the one that got he, was he the one that got left off bad and bougie? That's the, <laughs> I, I, I think he was that I think guy. He was. Did it look think, like he got left off bad? I, I can't call it. I can't remember which one. Obviously it wasn't Quavo. He's the he's the more memorable one. Right. Me, you know what I'm saying? I fucks with Migos, you know, but basically what, know, what uh, you're hearing on, obviously, on Bodak Yellow is one of the Migos Ghost writing capabilities. Oh, yeah, I heard that. I heard that. Oh. Few, few people saying. Oh, so that, it is a yeah. southern record. Exactly. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. All right. I'm it's with a product. You. Yo, it's a I'm product. With, I'm with I'm both of y'all. What la- real quick to, to end this. What label is she on? K-Tail. 
exactly. I don't know what label is she on. It's a. It's got to be a major. This shit doesn't. This, there's nothing organic about what fucking. No, happened. I know. No, I'm just yeah, trying to know which one it is. Yeah, like, I'm not who's sure. secretly been doing this for a minute, and now they're gonna, you know, yeah, get a I hit number one record in the country like that. You know what I'm saying? Like that doesn't happen without a machine behind no, you. It's impossible. It you you know when I knew it was some bullshit, and this is this is literally got to be the last thing to say because we we got to talk about yeah some exactly. We got we got somebody very important. I apologize. I my, no no it's okay. No no it's, it's very relevant and important. Um, but I already I asked, know he's gonna have something to say about it too. Keep going. Yeah, mm-hmm. I asked I asked my um two oldest children who are twelve and nine if they knew who Cardi B was, and they did not. Interesting. That's great parenting. That's you know what I mean? It was great parenting. Yeah. No, I'm saying You're like, an I awesome that. fucking dad. I respect she that. She didn't, they did not, and even like, you know, my oldest son who was like, you know, like, you know, we, I take him to football, right? And right. He, he wants to play his get hype tracks or whatever. So he wants to play fucking G-Eazy and wants to play Migos and wants to play mm-hmm. whatever. Right. Had no idea what the Cardi B song was. Gotcha. I was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but that's when I knew it was some bullshit. That's awesome. what, this whole thing, like with that is some manufactured like whatever oh, the day. machine is behind yeah. that is. i can i cannot say that if they can i'm okay, at, okay. i'm at a volleyball game the other night and the shit really? comes on and the gym goes absolutely wild really yes interesting volleyball all right <laughs> volleyball well, you know to, to close it out I, I mean i brought us here sorry about that i brought us here no, no I said, it's good no i brought us i, I, I brought to... us all the way here off <laughs> <laughs> like, the it's cardi chino tonight yeah that's cardi right chino, you, you know what <laughs> He did. He did. Cardi I took it back. I, took, I just wanted to talk about the element shit because this man literally got blocked by her on Instagram, and I'm I'm proud of him. You know what I mean? I've been proud of him for all his accolades, from winning DJ battles for Complex and fucking, you know, being like awesome with his Dude, records and shit. I just, but I just he got wish blocked it had by Cardi on fucking me. Instagram, and that was like a big deal to me on some. That's funny the best shit. Thing DJ Element like, salute. I yeah, wish it had been me. I would have. I would have taken that full block all the way to he the loved face. It. Hell he yeah. Loved it. So lucky, lucky you. I wish it. I wish it had been me. I, you know, and I saw that. Like I, I mean, I, I'm always behind. Like I don't know who fucking Offset is, right? Like I'm always behind. And the fact that I saw that and that was Element, yeah, I, yeah. I'm gonna have to call that man. Please yeah. do, please do. He'll yeah. appreciate it because he, because once he got blocked, they got it reported. He put it up two more times. He kept getting reported. Yeah. So he kind of had like some faint fame off of it, if you will. And he, you know, he would appreciate the call about it. <laughs> element, we salute you. We salute you. No oh. doubt. All right. <laughs> Okay, enough of Cardi. Yeah, this is Southern Vanguard Radio. We do not talk about Cardi. Uh, this, on the, this, this is for this minutes. is Southern this Vanguard. Is, this is this Southern, is Southern Vanguard, Vanguard Radio. Radio. <laughs> muscle memory is coming. Yeah, this exactly. is actually. I look around the room. This is actually Southern Vanguard Radio. Yeah, I, I think we just. I think we just uh, burned the new podcast here. All right, another just you know just another completely different um, you know show. But anyway, that's another thing. Uh, so this is Southern Vanguard Radio. We do this twice a week. Tuesdays is a mixed show. This week's a little different. Tuesdays is a mixed show. Thursdays, it's an interview session. It's uh, all the time. It's pretty much me and Meeks, you know, cutting up, you know, talking shit and, Mm -hmm. you know, talking about our dad lives. And then, you know, um, we usually have, you know, some MC, DJ, producer, A&R, you know, what have you on for an interview session. And, uh, you know, sometimes we're we're lucky enough to have, you know, illustrious in-studio guests like J57. So anyway, if you haven't subscribed or followed, please do at Southern Vanguard everywhere. We're on SoundCloud, MixCloud, Stitcher Radio, Apple Podcasts, formerly known as iTunes Podcasts. Yes. 
Um, take the U out of Vanguard. So it's at Southern Vanguard everywhere. You can find us on um, Instagram and Twitter and, you know, all that good shit, too. It makes yeah. we have some affiliates where they can, uh, you know, tune into us as well, right? Absolutely. Soul Public Radio on the West Coast, Return of the Boom Bab, WRBB here in Atlanta. I am Classic Raw Radio.net, also in Atlanta, and uh, ATLHipHop.com. All right, beautiful. All right, without any further ado, there's no teeing this up because this man has literally been on hold for probably <laughs> almost 15 minutes now. Here we apologize for Cardi B. hitting you in the ears with that bullshit, my friend. Talking about strip rap. But we're ready to well, talk to you now. Exactly. So without any further ado, Boston's finest, John Glass. Thank you, thank you. From the bean. That's good, y'all. Thank you guys for having me. Nah, thank, thank you, you for man. being here, man. We appreciate you. Thank you. So um, we are not going to ask you your opinion on Cardi B. You know, it would be our luck. It would be our luck that nah. John would say, well, you know what? I actually have a cut coming out with uh, with Cardi. I'd be like, get that paper, man. Yeah, Fuck no, it. I would too. I would too. But that would definitely be <laughs> you. Buy that crib. Yeah, absolutely. Those cribs. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, shit. Nah, I hear you, though. So, John, um, you know, before we kind of really dig in, uh, we're here because you and J57 are uh, are good friends. So yeah. why don't you tell us a little bit about how you guys um, connected, like where that relationship started, and then we'll just kind of backtrack and hear your whole story. Definitely. So, um, so yeah, Jay's, Jay's awesome. Um, I got a chance to meet Jay through, uh, through another good friend of mine named uh, Todd, Dan, uh, Todd Don from uh, Chicago. Uh, he's a producer but, uh, who goes by the name of uh, Ridiculous. Shouts to and um, I've known Todd for for a, for a while now. It's probably like uh, probably over like over five years at least now. Um, and basically, like he's been like you know great. He's been like a, kind of a, you know a mentor to me as well in a lot of ways. Where showing me, um, you know, teaching me a little bit more about you know about the business as far as the music industry goes. And just has been great. It's like when we uh, booked our first tour. Um, he was our tour manager, and he connected us with, uh, you know, a DJ who ended up being another good friend of ours now. Uh, who at the time he was going by DJ Games. Now it's uh, James um, uh, Duck Down James, who is overworking now over at. Uh, mm. Duck oh, Down I didn't Records. know that. And Fun so, fact. Yeah, yeah. So it's like it's oh. like it's, it's such a small world how everything just got connected and stuff. And so, so basically, like uh, when when we booked the first tour, um, well, actually, did even actually go back further. When Todd did his first release party, I believe it was for. Uh, punchlines and parables he did a release party over in brooklyn and um we came down from boston we made the drive down and that was the first time i'd seen um brownback perform and like and like it was awesome to see these guys live and like i'm i got to meet everybody and like and it was just it was very brief um you know but at the same time it was like dope to see like that that hip-hop still alive you know what i mean especially being from boston to stuff that i grew up listening to i've always i've always loved that sound and like even as a producer and what i create now it's it's, it's a lot of my influence and so like it's, it's it's really it was really awesome to see and hear them for the first time and that's where like uh you know i saw james there and 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 todd and, and then i got to meet everyone for the first time um at that at that event and then so when we, when we booked our first tour uh we ended up going to a show um like right before we left over at, i believe it was webster hall and it was i think it was um brown bag nitty scott i believe there was uh i think it was yc the cynic i think and oh. um and a, a couple a couple other people were rocking and uh and and I think it was I think it was for uh Soulcon I think had a release party oh, yeah. yes it, it was for, good call <laughs> for, yeah so like and like and so that was like at that point that's when I really kind of got a chance I believe to talk to Jay a little bit more in depth I talked to um you know uh, um Audible Doctor like the whole crew and stuff like that so it was uh, Todd Todd was really great to introduce me and stuff like that and so 
that was the first time we really got to kind of talk a little bit more in depth. Um, you know, fast forward again a couple more years, and uh, and then like we ended up uh, uh, hearing when when Jay and Concept were going on the road, uh, we, we were lucky enough to book them for for a Boston show. So so uh, we've thrown some some different events in the past, and like we've always kind of specialized in doing some more unique events that aren't necessarily just like uh, you know more more traditional setups. We ended up finding like a venue that was. Um, you could smoke inside, like, 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 uh, you could, you know, we, we had our open bar, uh, we, we had to like bring food and stuff <laughs> and like, and we ended up having like, uh, uh, you know, bands and, and everyone and everything and like merch and stuff. And like, it was just a really cool setup and it was just like, all oh, like, it was, it was right in the beginning of September, but it was still like super hot from summer. And so like, they ended up, um, uh, Jay and Concept ended up like, you know, crashing on my plate. So we ended up, you know, I, able to show them some good food in the area and, you know, just, just, you know, give us some, some uh, good, uh, Boston hospitality, you know what I'm saying? It so, so, like, so it's just, it meant a lot for, uh, for me to be able to, to bring them out and, and hope and like have, have a great event with those guys. And, and then, uh, from there, you know, Jay, you know, Jay and I were able to really connect on a, on a more music level after that and, and, and from, you know, the rest is history. So it's just, it's oh. been awesome. So, oh. so Jay, what'd you like about John? Dude? Well, first off, as you can tell already, he's a good fucking dude. You know uh-huh, what I mean? Uh-huh, yeah. Um, I got I got to meet his mom, so I could see that he was you know raised by you know a good woman and stuff. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. on some real shit. So and I know his sister as well now. Just good family. You know what I mean? And so right off the bat, he's a good dude. And then I was blown away by his tracks. We were driving. Me and him. We were getting that food he was talking about. Mm-hmm. And I good, <laughs> good ass food. I think it was big ass sandwiches, right? And mm-hmm. um, yep, yep. Right, the big subs, I believe. And. He's like, yo, yeah, can roast I... beef, roast beef freeway. Yeah, that was, it was so good. Yeah. And he's like, yo, you mind if I, we were driving. He's like, yo, you mind if I put, you know, play you a couple beats? And I was like, please do. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I didn't know he got down like that. You know what I'm saying? I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't fully know yet. You know what I mean? Because he, he, he did it right. He didn't like hit us with like, yo, I'm an artist too, blah, 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 kind of shit. He was very smooth about it, like in a good way. Mm-hmm. And then he played me a shit and I was like, you're a good dude and you make crazy beats i'm like let's fucking yeah. work man let's yeah, do yeah. something okay and i didn't have really i didn't have too much of a platform for him yet uh-huh. and then i, I don't want to get i don't want to derail his uh his where he's going with it but you'll see like we were able to link up <laughs> we were able right to link up. right so, that's ill okay so so john what's your story man how'd you get into music like you're, you're are you from boston proper or like where like what's your where do you kind of where's your story start yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit north of Boston. Um, I grew up on the North Shore, which is about like uh, 20, 30 minutes or so, like north of Boston. Um, and and I've always just, I've always been like a huge fan of music. My, my dad kind of played uh, piano and, and guitar. Like, like, like you know, used to when we were kids, used to kind of, um, you know, sing lullabies and weird, weird stuff when we before we went to sleep. Like, like, just like old, like, uh, like I'm trying to think of some of the songs. Like, like there's just some. Uh, James Taylor and stuff and stuff like that. He's a big fan of the Eagles and, and the Beatles and, and stuff. So like, I, I got a lot of my early uh, music influences definitely from my parents, you know. Def- um, uh, and so Hotel like, California, like, longer- like Hotel California, oh, yeah. right before bedtime. Definitely, you no. know what I mean. And like, it, it, it was like a lot of that type of stuff. Like, I it was just always always a lot of music in our house. You know what I mean. And so like, even listening on car rides, listening to music and stuff and. And uh, I, I really didn't get too too into rap or hip hop honestly until I was probably like ten. And like, because uh, like at, at the time, like I, I was never really allowed to get like um, parental advisory CDs. I was more uh-huh. like kind of listening to, um, you know, whatever like my parents were listening to. I didn't really have an identity of, of, of stuff I liked my, myself yet. And then like I just remember like my oldest memory really of like really getting into hip hop was I remember used to watching like the Top Twenty Countdown on MTV. 
with Daisy Fuentes and like and and, <laughs> and I go. remember like every like on the weekends and like and like I remember seeing that and like um you know Green Day Brain Stew Jaded used to be like on the top of the countdown <laughs> and then I remember seeing like California Love would be creeping up mm. um you know around you know like on that countdown too and like it was just like it was just it was sick I that, obviously I, I think I was listening to hip hop a little bit before then but mm. that memory specifically was something that will always like resonate with me and just like seeing that song that video made me like that's really i feel like why i started to really like get super interested in like what is this you know and yeah. and uh and so like i, I always just started listening to it and it, like i started going to school more for art based stuff i just love music and i never really even experimented with playing too much I, I played drums um when i was in fifth grade but like i never really got past the pad like like they give you like this little pad to play on like when right. you're first starting and um I always wanted to be like, you know, rocking out on the snares and the band and doing stuff. But I was the only kid in my class that could keep a beat. So they would put me on bass drum and I would literally just be like the human metronome for like every single song I'd ever play in band. And I'm like, I'm like, this is the dumbest shit ever. Like, 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 like in fifth grade, like, like I do not want to just sit here keeping time. Like, like that, that's like, like so much more. And and, and so I I got really into sports and the kind of like music ended up, um, my pursuit of playing music kind of took a backseat, but like my mom and my sister used to play piano. And like I said, my dad had some influence. So, so like, it was always around. And then like, um, once I got to college, when I was like 18, I ended up finding like a crack version of free loops from a kid that was on like the, uh, the first floor. And, you know, I, I didn't really know anything much about production, about, you know, where things are supposed to go, like time signatures and too many things like that. But I just, just, I just loved it. And I just had like a passion for music and, and so I spent the time, like, I just spent the time really learning from the ground up, like, from nothing, like, not knowing the bars. Like, I, I, it was funny. I used to make all of my beats, I, like, in the old um, Fruit Loops, I, I think it was, like, the, like it always, like, started at a tempo, you know, like, like, like you know, nowadays it's, like, 120 and everything. Like, every time you load up a session, it always starts at 120. So, mm-hmm. like, out of Fruit Loops, I think it was 140 for some reason. And I used to set up, uh, like, the session. I made, like, literally 95% of all my beats for the first, like, year. In, in that tempo because I didn't realize you could actually change the tempo. <laughs> so, That's crazy. So, so That's like, crazy. I used to add like these wild swings to the beats and like stuff like that because like I'm trying to figure out how to put like uh, a non-140 tempo in a 140 grid and it was oh just, like God. super awkward but but it, it and, and a lot like that was kind of the story of my music journey is that like I learned so much by by fucking up or like or like mm. doing something very yeah. unconventional and so Trauma, like that's man. how it started with like with, with, with free loops it couldn't even bounce beats out so I used to have to try and like get everything perfectly because I had like the demo version and I remember people like shutting off my computer all the time and me being like dog I had a beat on there like what are you doing like, <laughs> freaking out on people and like in the middle of the dorms and stuff and like it's just like it was so funny you know and people were like what is this dude making beats for like and, and shit you know so like um you know, I, I just, I just loved it. And so like, that's kind of where it started. Uh, when I was, I ended up watching a lot of boondog videos on, um, on YouTube and like, I, and, and seeing him with the NPC, like I was blown away just watching that dude make beats. And like, that kind of really inspired me to get my NPC at 21. And then from there, like, that's when I really started like, you know, like, oh, this is what I want to do. And, and, uh, um, at, like when I was like 19, I, I actually like started going to school for, um, audio production and engineering as opposed to, um, going to school for art. <laughs> and so like, I ended up switching up majors and like, just being like, you know what, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to try and, you know, do it right and learn as much as I humanly can, like, like possible, you know, basically. And so, uh, I spent a lot of time with that. Didn't even finish school. Just did it for like a year and a half. Uh, moved to Bo- like was living in Boston, you know, for a couple of years. 
and then just 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 learned and, and soaked up as much information as humanly possible. I was a sponge for like three to five years. You know what I mean? And just soaking up everything. And like my beats were horrible. Like they were horrible. You know, and like and like it just, it took me some time to really figure everything out. And like I didn't even have an interface with two inputs. So I was like bouncing beats like into an MP3 player and like tracking them all in one shot, like mm. like live performance and like oh just doing all oh. sorts of wild shit. Like like yeah. and but but it worked for me and it taught me so much that like I was able to kind of, once I was able to have better equipment or, or a better uh, way of doing things, like, it was just like, holy shit, you can do this? Like, wow. <laughs> like, 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 just, like, it just made my life so much easier, but my, 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 my uh, output of, of production was so much more because, because now I had, like, an easier way to do it at that point, you know? That's cool. It so was awesome. Yeah. Yo, John, um, so it sounds like you know the exact date and time that hip-hop, like, made a major impact in your life. Um, my question is, um, did your family and friends see a change in you? Um, that's a great question. Like, like I feel like my, my parents probably would, because I'd always be trying to sneak parental advisory CDs under, out of, under their watch. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like, they've like, you know, like probably weren't very happy about that sort of idea. But, but, uh, but other than that, like, I always like I don't know it's so funny like when I was like in middle school and high school my friends were always classified by by the genres of music that we'd listen to like I'd have a group of friends I'd hang out with that were like my hip hop friends and I'd have a group of friends that I'd hang out with that were more like classic rock and like and and like radio stuff yeah, and then I had a group of friends that were more like 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 pop pop and punk or like stuff like that and like that was kind of all my different group of friends and it's not all of them really meshed well together, but like, I was just kind of like, I was just so, totally influenced by music. My whole life kind of really been revolved around that, you know? So like, I think I just kind of go where, where, the, where it takes me. I'm, I'm very emotionally driven when it comes to music. So like, I just kind of go wherever like my feelings take me. You know what I mean? No. It's funny. I think the old heads are like, you know, I guess I consider myself an old head. I don't know. Should I say that? Uh, yeah, yeah, I guess I am. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You know, you always talk about like you know how how easy like the younger like the, the younger set had it like as far as access to that things. Would, and that would make me an older head. <laughs> you're an older head. Yes, yeah. you're <laughs> definitely, you're definitely older than me. Uh, <laughs> See, that's that bullshit. Right there. See, that's that's <laughs> well, the type hey, of you, shit that get the white privilege shit last. I week, mean, so whatever, it's, man. It's but it's that's <laughs> but that's the type of shit that'll get this ball thrown at you, man. And you better be glad we got company here, but. At the same time, you showing out for company, so you on some bullshit. You on some bullshit right now. You see what the fuck I'm dealing with? Bars. Wow. So anyway, so my my point was my point was is that it's interesting to hear people like how they like they found Fruity Loops and it was cracked and they had to leave their computer on to like you know just to get it tracked out and like That's trying crazy, to yeah. you know trying to figure out how to bounce things and this like having no idea you know and it's very similar to you know anyone else like at any point in time like trying yeah. to figure out how to make this shit when they don't have anyone right. to show them or guide them i mean john i'm assuming you didn't really have a mentor in in this you know in this thing in the beginning no like 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 and even even like no 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 like not at all really like with like with, especially early on like um i've been i've been really lucky to have like a, you know like the you know as far as business mentors, a lot more of that, but music mentors, as far as on like the actual like composition side and, and, and production side. Yeah. Um, I, I, I feel like it's, it's, that's something that I, like, it's like you said earlier, like I had to kind of figure it out. Like, I feel like I was, what I was working a lot with like a, um, someone earlier on my, my buddy, Justin, that we used to go to school together at the art Institute. 
And like, he was the first person that showed me how to hook up my MIDI keyboard. And like that, and like from there, him and I would like make beats together. And like, I thought it was just a plug and play thing, but I owned like a keyboard for like two years and never used it because it couldn't work, wouldn't work. You know what I mean? On my, mm. on my computer. So okay. and like, like I, I, I was kind of troubleshooting so much. And like, I was kind of, kind of the type of person that like, if it didn't work right away, like I would just use whatever worked for the best of its ability before trying to take the time to really like figure the other thing out right, right. away. And so, like, someone would show me that and be like, oh, no, this is how this works. And then, and then once that, that would happen, then I would start using it. But, like, it would, like, yeah, like, it would, I, I would just kind of would figure everything out myself, like, for myself early on, for sure. There's nothing like that, though, when it all clicks and, like, you figure it out. Like, when it all, like, kind of comes oh, together yeah, and you're yeah. like, oh, oh, okay, here yeah. it is. You know? <laughs> the aha moment. Yeah, totally. So, so John, when Absolutely. did you, um, when did you, I guess, kind of first start getting, you know, good enough or thought you were good enough or, you know, uh, get some music out initially after you kind of got through, you know, the learning stages or the learning period? Uh, when I first started like really, um, making records, it was with uh, a good friend of mine, um, etiquette. And then also, um, we, I started a group with a couple, um, a couple of dudes I went to high, uh, college with, um, we, in these formed a group called uh, notoriety and it was like a couple of, um of their like friends from from high school and a couple of the guys that i had met in college as well and so like uh we there was about four of us to start then there became three of us um and then there was like also like uh you know two 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 friends as well that were acting managers as well and so like uh we started that way and like so that was kind of where i got my first experience as far as like putting out music and like i used to record um, mix everything myself. Uh, just again, like not knowing anything about anything, just, just try and basically be like, okay, so we got beats. Now we got to record it. And I was like, I guess I'm just going to learn how to record now. <laughs> so that's kind of <laughs> right. how it started. And that's, that's really where like, um, you know, I started to kind of, you know, really take like the school aspect a little bit more serious with, with the music side and like try to really like learn more about engineering and just like the basics. Cause like I, I wanted to make sure that if I did it, I could do it at a, competitive level because i didn't want to just just do it to do it like i, I it's something i really loved and was passionate about so i wanted to try and um do it as long as i possibly could so i felt the best way to do that was to just like learn as much as possible gotcha so so what what was influ- influential with you know on you from a like a local boston perspective like are we talking like well we, we interviewed mr Liff and acrobatic uh, a couple weeks ago or a week ago two weeks ago uh, seven oh, yeah. on esoteric is it more of like a terminology rex thing is it like like who was who were you kind of influenced by did we lose him are you there no no i'm right here okay i love like all those guys like all okay. those guys to me are like are a huge part of um of what i do and a lot of those guys i've been very lucky to call friends now at this point and, like and um and so like with with, with that it was like <clears throat> we used to have a station out here called 889 Oh, well, it's still a station, but they, but now they don't really play hip hop like they used to, but, um, they used to play like amazing hip hop, like not just the stuff you hear on the radio, but like the stuff that, that, that we all love, you know what I mean? And, and that we can appreciate a little bit more. And so it, it, they used to play records that were like from a lot of local guys, but then also be blended in with like some of your favorite records from like the nineties, the early two thousands and stuff that came out, you know, currently. And so like, it was awesome. They used to play from like 10 PM, um, to 2 a.m. and I used to listen to it all the time like driving driving home from from school in Boston or like just listening to late at night when we were just chilling hanging out with uh, like like friends and stuff or like and it was the best like like they used to play um you know 7L Esoteric they used to play 
um, you know, uh, Mo Pope and Rain, like you said, terminology. Uh, I remember hearing um, MDOT for the first time, the song Full Circles, which is like one of my favorite songs. Um, Cr- like Crumb Snatcher, um, Angels was another song that always stood out to me. That was so crazy when I, like, I heard that there. And what was sick is that you, they used to have the playlist that you could actually go on the .com um, or the .org and like look up the playlist and they could tell you what all the songs were. So you could then go search them oh. yourself after the fact. Mm-hmm. And like, so like that was the best to me. Like that was like everything to me. So I was like, I remember my phone was filled with just times and, and dates. So like, uh, 1025 <laughs> Wednesday. <laughs> like, like, and so like, I would just go back and look and just, and just try and find out what all these were and just write oh, okay. them down. And like, that's definitely where I got a lot of like my, my history when it came to Boston hip hop. Cause like they used to play so many ill joints. Like I remember they used to play tons of dope acro as well. And like, and uh, like there too and like and that's really where i really got the chance to learn about the history of, of, of boston's hip-hop scene and like the dope artists that came out of here oh, man i'm a big fan of boston rap yeah from you know edo to you know all the new guys mm-hmm. and i mean i love term i love rex i love all those guys man hey john can you can you oh, confirm yeah. something for me um um i was told that i at some point in my lifetime, I needed to show my face in Boston because there's a bit of a, a Eddie Meeks following in Boston. And I never I never truly believed it. But being that you are a native, do you know that to be true? I mean, that's such an on the spot question right there. <laughs> that's like, that's like, well, I'm, that's I'm like, trying to like, get I'm trying to get an on the spot like answer, my friend. <laughs> help, please help me. Help me out here. Oh Yo, God. you know we love you up here, man. <laughs> <laughs> yes, right answer. All right. Yes. Well, I'm I'm booking tickets this weekend, good. so I'll, I'll see y'all soon, boss, and get ready. Let's get it. Let's get got ready. It. <laughs> Get Yo, ready. Let me know, man. We got you all day. It's know. nothing. It's nothing. And I'm gonna need two of them roast beef sandwiches and, good. and some more of that yep. good food and, and we'll just we'll just make a week of it. Fuck it. It's awesome, dude. I'm telling you, the food here is is bomb, man. Like like yo, it's so funny you mentioned seven on us effects too. Like like seven L is amazing. Like he's like one of the best like 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 producers and, and, and DJs like around here as well. And like oh, yeah. and um he uh his family owns this this amazing restaurant in downtown Danvers it's called called Brothers. And they like mm-hmm. they like every yeah, time I have people that come here from out of town or whatever, like that's always one of the places we stop for like breakfast or something like that. Cause like they have the best breakfast around. It's like cafeteria style. And like sometimes you'll see like you see him in there like with the family and stuff. And it's just and he's always so nice. He's like one of the nicest people in the world as well. Like and, and like so it's it's awesome. It's like like it's literally right down the street from my studio, so too as well. So it's like I, I love I love that it's like a, it's you know hip hop has become a huge part of like even just the area dope. around here. Like there's definitely like dope. a respect for it here, which is dope. Dope. Well, Eddie Meeks coming to your town <laughs> soon, people. So, John, what was probably the first? Gotcha. What was your first? Uh, what would you consider your first big placement, or kind of like a record that got you? Um, I don't know more kind of national attention because I can't remember when I exactly remembered or realized who you were or what you were doing. Um, I can't put my finger on it, and I don't think that I know of the group that you mentioned earlier, Notoriety, right? Yeah, yeah, I I don't think I'm familiar with them. So, like, what was the when did you start first start getting some national attention? You remember? I mean, that like I've been I've been working for a while, and like it definitely like 
it's one of those things that I don't even know. Like, like it's some, it's such a subjective thing. Like, like, I guess it's like whenever, um, you know, I guess my biggest, my biggest record that came out to date or something like that around that time. I, I mean, I, I probably say like my, my, my biggest thing for around then was probably like the, like when I discovered around token okay. uh, when he was 13, probably about five, five years ago. Um, okay. I just remember that was that like, that's around the time where like I started kind of um, working well with like term and Rex and, and those guys. And okay. so like around that time, there was just so much going on musically, but probably on a more national level, like right when we started, um, you know, you know, doing more uh, from, from 13 on like up, up until probably like 18 or 18 or even from 17, 18. Um, I was, I was helping out a lot on like, just, just pretty much like whatever was needed as far as um, anything musically, like, like, and even just, business-wise whatever like i don't know so i i think i don't know i'm fucking rambling <laughs> but but i'd say like something with the one of tokens records for sure like i'd probably say like one of, one of those were probably his biggest ones nationally for yeah sure. see i was late i was super late on token like super late like i don't think i really knew what, what was the um wasn't he like in a battle or something like that or what was what was what was it that, that got him familiar. that what was it that got him like all that kind of um uh john help me out here what, what? He, he did that. He did the um the no sucker MCs contest for Cato, and that was like that. That really like did a lot for him. Okay. Um, and he went like overnight. He got like uh, you know did, did some crazy numbers, and and from there like that they got him some some pretty cool notoriety from that. Gotcha. Okay. So how do you know him? Just being in the scene, or I, yeah, like so. So my friend used to own a barbershop in Salem, and 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 basically like I used to leave my card there. Uh, one of his buddies, um, Colin, aka Composition, um, and he was 14. He walked in and brought like a CD and of, of both of them rapping. And and at, at the point, at one point when I went in there to get my cut, um, Adam had given me the CD and, and uh, we got a chance to really like sit down and listen to it after like kind of a month of like kind of sitting in my car. And and so I I, I finally got around <laughs> to checking it out and and it, and it was and it was dope. And, like I, I wasn't in like a huge huge rush listening to it because I didn't really know what to do with it at first. Like it was like. You know, like uh, a thirteen-year-old and a fourteen-year-old, and and I rapping, and so like I right. didn't really know what to expect, and and so it just I totally forgot about it to be honest. And so like finally when I when I was able to check it out, um, you know, I was like, all right, this is actually pretty cool. Like like there was some they were, they were rapping over like slaughterhouse beats and Lloyd Banks beats and oh. and like stuff that I was like, oh shit, like I, I didn't expect this. Like I thought it was gonna be like you know Nicki Minaj, like Little Wayne shit, and right. like you know, like all, all stuff that was popping around that time. And, and like, so they were rapping on stuff that I wasn't really expecting, especially for their age. So I was like, all right, well, kind of going back to your point, like I never really had, you know, anyone really showing me the way or saving me years of, uh, of falling on my face or aggravation and stuff like that when I was, when I was first starting. So like, I wanted to try and maybe like expedite their process, you know, and save them some mm-hmm. of that time of like figuring it out. You know what I mean? So Mm-hmm. Um, I told him, I was like, you know, I met up with them. I was just like, Hey, like, I, I don't know what, what I can, what I can do to what I can offer, but anything you guys need to just let me know. And, and, and from that point on, I was just kind of there as far as, um, we would meet up almost every weekend and, and, and record and make music. And, and they'd always be recording and stuff on their own. Like, like token used to have his own setup at his house still does where like he would record himself in composition and, and they would put out their own music as well. And I would kind of like refine some of their mixes and teach them how to, mm how to kind of like better techniques and, and like, you know, hold them um, to a higher standard of recording and mixing when it came to like how the delivery was and, and making sure that things were enunciated well. And, and I'm always, again, like big on emotion. So making sure that they really could like, um, 
their, their, they, their passion and their love for what they do came out in their music and made sure that they had conviction behind their words. And, and like, they weren't just like, sound like they're reading it or something like that. Well, so, they're, like, they're definitely was, emotional really cool. and passionate. That's for sure, right. man. It comes across in their music. So good job. Yeah, Hell no yeah. doubt. No <laughs> well doubt. So Jay, you and, uh, you Thank and, you and John worked on a, on a recent token joint, right? Uh, new problems is yeah. the title. Yeah. That, yeah. That came about actually, <laughs> It came about uh, shameless plug. It came because John used one of my sound packs that that's out. Um, I I don't remember which one it was. Maybe it was like Sound Design Volume One or Two or some shit, right, John? Was it something like that? Yeah, I think it was either it was either that one or it was like the um uh was the the the, the Tim's. I think oh, it that's it. Yeah, one. I believe it might yeah. have been North. What is it? North Face Tim's and North Face. It's my own thing, and I'm asking yeah. you. Yeah. Uh, Tim's did, he, did he use it or steal it? Like he used, uh, we, I, he used it. I gave it to him actually. Okay, he, okay. I, I, I literally emailed it to him saying, "Please use this. Let me know when you use it, and we have a co-production when you use it." That's pretty much what I said. And uh, me and and me and John Doe over here have one of those as yes, well we coming do. out. Yes, we do. So it's like that's what I've been doing with the homies to the cats who are buying it that I don't know. Like, no, it's not really like a collabo like that. You know what I'm saying? It's a different right. ball game. Sure, that, sure. I'm not gonna buy ill mine. I know ill mine, but I'm not gonna buy his shit and be like, oh, co-produced by ill mine, right? Without his fucking consent, <laughs> you know? What sure, I'm sure. But me and John are boys, and I sent it to him, being like, fuck with this because I fuck with you, kind of thing. Right, right. And right. so he used the package. It's, it's the equivalent of like you know how a lot of people are using like Frank Duke's sounds on like these major monster hits and stuff. Right. Now he's in the studio with all these guys, but I remember right, right, early right. on, you know, I known Frank a minute, like he was giving them a sound and they were chopping it like they do with Jake One and G Coop and stuff like that. Right. So that Adrian that was, Young, yeah, and Adrian Young, exactly, yeah. and and you know that's what John and I did. I, I gave him that soundscape, and he molded it into the beat. I actually did nothing oh, but create that that main sound that he that he chopped up in there. He did all the drums and everything. So as much as I'd love to take credit, because I love the drums on it. It's a great fucking record, and that man. that drum pattern's crazy. So yeah, but no, that was that was a John that was a John production yeah. co-produced by me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that I think that record actually made me. Uh, I mean, I like Token. I thought he was super talented, and I thought he could rap. Like, but it, I didn't really go back and like get into his uh, other music. Like once I kind of started hearing about him, and then when I listened to the whole record, I think that's actually probably. I mean, honestly, I think that's when I probably realized fully who John was because I was like, oh, this guy's all over. What's the new record? Eraser, the latest record, Eraser Shavings, or is that yeah, right, yeah, John? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, I don't know why I remember this, but I, I listened to that record when I was jogging on spring break. And uh, actually, I listened to the whole record without flipping through it, which is pretty odd. Yeah, yeah right. <clears throat> so rare, um, it's rare. Yeah, that is rare. <laughs> that yeah. is a lot. Yeah, especially for a young kid, right? I mean, shit, is he even 18? How old is he now? Yeah, just actually just turned 19, I believe, on the 24th. So, yeah, <laughs> like he's like Damn. just you know, <laughs> That was a couple of days ago. Yeah. Shit. That's crazy. You still can't buy beer. How you know crazy what I'm saying? is that? Some young, some young boys out here that, <laughs> yeah, that, that know how to handle themselves. Yeah, you got to give it up to them. Got to right. give it Hell up yeah. to them. Good for no them. Man. Yeah. So is that your connect to Hobson then uh, as well, John? It's through Token because you've done some you've done yeah, some so work like, with well, him as well, right? Yeah. The way that record happened, it was crazy because like so we were all on the road together. Um, you know, uh, we were lucky <laughs> enough to go on a couple different runs with Hobson. Um, when he did a couple of different tours. And so like when we were all on the road, road together, um, he, at one point he was looking to put out a song the next day and, and like, he's like, Hey, like, and, um, his manager, Jamie had asked me if I had any, any beats, um, or anything. And unfortunately at that time, like my, my computer was on stage for, uh, for sound check. So I wasn't able to like, like send anything to him right away, or at least, at least anything specific that I felt like would be catered to him. 
But like a week before that, like right before I left, um, I ended up sending um, some stuff to Cato, who I had met through through when uh, when Ben did the No Suck MCs, and then um, Cato had, had, had given him a couple of uh, beats for uh, for the racer shavings. And from then we've just you know always stayed in touch and stuff. And so I had sent a couple of like of like rough starts to Cato to like collaborate on, and um, I all of a sudden like I find out that like the next day that he's like, oh, um, uh, Hobson um, is going to be using that beat. And I'm like, I'm like, Oh shit. Like, that's awesome. I didn't even hear the beat yet. So I get a call from Hobson basically, but like, and he's like, Oh, I, I, I got a beat from Cato. And, uh, and I heard that, that you have a part in it. And he's like, he's like, so like, I might be around doing this, this recording and mixing and shooting the video and stuff. So if you're around, you know, uh, you know, let me know and stuff. And so like, and then I, I get a text from Cato, like, Oh, I found a home for the beat. And then I was like, no, this is crazy. This is like kind of happened this way. Cause like, I, I mm. It was one of those things that it, whether I was on the, the road or not, like it, it somehow would have got there. So like, it was kind of crazy. Like the fact that it just ended up that way. And so hmm. like the song ended up coming out like the next day, like he ended up like recording, mixing, shooting the video, everything himself, Damn. Uh, putting out the song the next day. Yeah. It was, it was just like a quick, <laughs> you know, quick thing, but he killed it. That's and like, and that was the first song that he ever That's put out as a solo record that he didn't produce. And so like the fact that oh. I thought Kato were, were part of that was like a huge honor. And, and, Damn. You know, it, it meant it was awesome. Like just, just a great, great, great overall thing. So definitely shout out to Cato and shout out to Hop and, and Jamie and everyone involved because that was that was a really dope, dope, dope thing. Glass God, let me ask you a nerdy producer question that I I think the the guys in the room and people listening are probably wondering. So you gave Cato shouts to Cato by the way. You gave Cato rough start like skeleton, I guess you could say skeletons of your beats, right? Did you give yeah. him the tracked out? Like I'm just on some nerd shit. I just need to know. Did you give him like the stems? You give him like a a logic file or machine file or like how did how that go down was it an mp3 how did he make a beat yeah, or so how like, did he fuck I, with your shit I'm i know that he uses reason and i use machines so i knew it would be kind of tough to sound like the actual like mm, file normally right. like like if obviously if we have like compatible software it, you just like kind of send like the file with like the um uh with like some of the like you know the project um folder and like some of the audio right. files in there and stuff like that but for this instance i just kind of bounced out like the stems and then and then like tracked everything out um basically so he had he had access to everything so he could kind of piece it together how he how he felt fit and, Dude, and, and stuff like that too nobody that, ever does that the best thing, <laughs> that's so fucking diligent oh, man. Really? i respect yeah, no, it no, no. people never do that shit man like no, they don't i think i feel like it's the opposite they're like yo i like this mp3 give me the stems and then fucking a week later maybe they send it and probably the opportunity already passed you you know what i'm saying like that's really diligent of you hence he's also the same guy who gave mac miller a fucking usb of beats was that mac miller who was it that you gave beats yep, yep. on a USB like a couple yeah, weeks like, ago? So, he was in some country doing a festival. Hmm. And he, I'm like, you gave beats to Mac Miller? He's like, yeah, I had a USB. You tell, tell him that shit real quick. So, yeah, like, I mean, I, I, I'm like, I, again, like, I love this shit, man. Like, like, this is like, this is like my life. You know what I mean? Like, 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 I, I literally like eat, sleep, breathe this shit. Like, I, I, I don't know where I would be because this is like where I really found my purpose with music, in my opinion. And like, and I just, and so like every chance I have to like, to potentially work with someone that, that I respect as someone that, that, um, whose music I, I really enjoy and stuff. I'm, I want to be ready. You know what I mean? I always want to be ready. And, and I feel like myself and, and my production partners, um, you know, the suicide squad, uh, we, we pride ourselves on trying to do things, um, and not, and like, you know, not, not the easy way, so like, but, but, but really like, you know, going out of our way to really try and do things unconventionally and, and, and leave an impact like hopefully and, and legacy that way, you know? And so, so when we went to Germany for, uh, for, for, uh, when Token the summer did the Splash Festival, um, on the on the actual festival list, there was like Post Malone, uh, Pusha T, Nas, Designer, uh, Mac Miller, um, 
and like you know uh tuxedo like so many amazing performers like on the lineup and stuff and so um i ended up meeting with a good friend of mine shroom uh who's an incredible producer um from from amsterdam and and we ended up linking up and he's like he's like oh did you bring flash drives and i was like i was like shit i totally forgot and he, and he brought a bunch with him and like so we ended up like um he ended up, i ended up buying a couple of flash drives off him and then we ended up like just loading them up like for all these artists like one for mac miller one for push the t one for nas um, you know, smart. like in trying so to keep smart. them as organized as possible, you know, and then basically like if we had the chance opportunity that we were to run into them, you know, we were ready, you know what I mean? Like, like, and, and we had, you know, we had everything ready to go. So I was very lucky enough to, you know, to, to send, uh, to, to be able to like personally hand beats to, to Mac Miller and, and Shroom was get, able to get some stuff to post and, 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 I, uh, we were able to get some things to, to push a T and, nice. and, and a couple oh. other guys. It was just, it was, it was, it was awesome, you know? And like, and since then, like, like it's just, that's always something that, that I always am looking for. Like if I know that there's a dope artist that, that I, that I know is coming to town, like I'm going to, sh- I'm going to try and get tickets and so show sold out. I'm going to try and find a way to, get get to their you know management or team or someone on their team to give them some music or, or leave an impression somehow you know oh. so like that, that shit's huge to me so john does um does hobson falling in love with one of your beats and wanting to put it out the next day is that the catalyst for doing a weekly release or um uh a single per month um via five seven music is that is that like the beginning of that or yeah like that quick turnaround kind of um yeah i mean like i think it was more it was more like that that was huge because that was i think what what that particularly did for me was realize that um i myself am also also someone that i can i can i can start to, to push a little bit as, as for myself for the first time and once that kind of that happened i realized like i'm not i, I don't necessarily have to be um it, like 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 someone that just like hides behind other other people or other artists and, and stuff like that i can really start to to figure out a way to put out my own music and but also like uh you know work with other artists that i feel are, are great and are talented you know and so like when that record came out it was the first time that i really got um like a like a look like that beyond um beyond like you know someone that, that i worked with locally and, and so that to me meant, meant a lot you know and then from there um i always had a good friend of mine vinyl villain has always been like hard on me about like you know you have so much music why don't you ever put it out and so like you know and again from from when i met jay we were able to to to, to make something happen to where i was able to you know put out some music through through him and and and, and through, through through a soul spasm so like with like five seven music and through soul spasm to where now i'm able to actually have a platform to put the music out on and so like it just kind of made sense that after that i realized like that my i was at one point willing to like end all of my production and like as and even end like the, the production or the producer john glass to essentially assume a role under suicide squad but then also like at the time before like um token head management and stuff like that i was like like official management i was doing so much that i was willing to cut my production side to do whatever i needed to do to help him out and so like for mm-hmm. a long time i was always kind of like you know moving myself around and doing things for so many for other people and doing stuff like that that like that when that song came out that hobson record it made me realize like i'm i'm something like like i can actually do something yeah. myself mm-hmm. and like i actually felt confident enough to actually stand on my two to actually put out the music good, out. you know what i mean and no, so i good. i had all this music built up and i had all this um you know stuff that i've been working on and i finally was like yo there's, people want to listen to this people actually care they actually want to hear it so 
to um, call me. <laughs> I was like, you know what? Fuck it. And, and, and after that, I was like, I have so much. And I was like, I don't want to just do it. And like, just like randomly, I want to figure out a way to do it. Right. And so like, that's where I really figured out. Like I, I talked to Jay, I talked to the gym and real and figure out a plan that like leading up to my first official project. I want to, I want to, um, release a series of singles to build up my catalog, to let people know that I'm like, this is me. You know what I mean? Like, right. like, like I'm going to start putting on, put on my own music. Um, you know, creating the brand under myself as John Glass and also the Suicide Squad and 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 really putting out some amazing music with with Five Seven Music and and Soul Spasm, with, who are incredible and that they they believe in me and 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 in what I'm doing and and it just it couldn't it couldn't be happier more prouder of, of the mm-hmm. situation oh. that I'm in with you guys. Dope. So Jay, what made you want to kind of do this with John, like the whole, the weekly or the monthly release kind oh, of thing? Uh, yeah. Long story short, like. I was telling you off air, but uh, uh-huh. I wasn't on air. So, um, yeah, me and John linked up a minute ago, and I really believe in him as as an artist. Like, yeah, he's a good dude and shit, but I know a lot of good people who make music, and some of them suck. You know what I mean? I'm going to be fucking blunt with you. Sure, yeah. So I fucks with him heavy, you know, as an artist. Yeah. I fucks with him. And I was like, yo, how could I – now that I have a platform, I'm low-key A&Ring for Soul Spasm. I'm not telling anyone. I'm making sure Soul Spasm doesn't tell anyone so that everybody and their mother doesn't beat down my door. Like, can you right. get me on the label? You right. Know? They're they're envisioning fifty thousand dollar fucking advances and final and, <laughs> and yo, don't like, don't have nobody beating on our door because you on here telling them they suck. Now we <laughs> we got to draw a line. We got to draw a line. Yeah, that was my uh, th- that was my opinion. Okay, not the opinion of Southern Thank Vanguard <laughs> that some people I I've met some people who are really yeah. good guys that make really shitty music. You okay, know what I mean? carry uh, on. If, if you've never seen my name associated with theirs musically, then that probably tells you who it is. Uh, so long story short. Um, John's good and a good guy. So yeah, I, yeah, fucks with go. him. Okay, I got cool. the A&R gig. I'm not telling anybody. I signed yeah, yeah. a few people and I've signed him. You know, this is years okay. ago. I want to say 2014, maybe. Oh, okay. So this has been a, yeah. kind of a long time in the Yeah. Making, and though. he he had a bunch of shit. He came, I remember you, your sister, and Justin Clancy. Your sister was living in the city, obviously. But, they, you know, you guys came yeah. down from the Bean and they played us. Uh, I think you might have brought a CD or some shit. I don't even know. I don't think we played it, but he had a ton of records ready and some most of them were like kind of i need a verse on this i need a hook i need scratches i need to finish you know what i mean like third yep. quarterly kind of you know he had another right. quarter of time left to to create him and uh long story short with that shit man he had he was sitting on an album or two i think an album and ep right and he he i guess yep. off of meek's question <laughs> you know the hobson thing kind of like lit a you know lit a fire the under him back, and yeah. the battery in his back and he's like you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna leak a million of these songs put my fucking you know flag in the dirt show everybody who i am kind of shit and bong bong dumping there you go i was <laughs> dumping dump god dump god and I, I was like yo I, I dump got, glass i i just told the glass god i was like yo i got the your back god. you know what i'm saying and like i got the five seven music shit going on right now and i i, I would love to put out some shit you know, with that as well. And it just worked out where my, you know, things have changed since 2014. So time-wise for me, I wasn't able to do the once a week kind of deal. And we were just like, yo, let's do once a month. Like we'll do soul spasm three out of the four weeks, let's say each month. And uh, one of those weeks will be a five, seven music release. And I'll fucking do what I do for that shit. You know what I mean? And I'll still push the other ones. If I see them on my timeline, if I know what's out and you know what I'm saying? Cause that's my boy. It's not like, Oh, it's not five, seven music. I'm not going to push it. Like you you guys know me. I don't fucking care about that kind of shit in the slightest. If I'm down with you, I'm going to fucking promote it. Sure. So, you know, that's, that's pretty much it. We just, I I picked the ones that I, that I felt were a very good fit for the sound that I've been 
cultivating for five seven music right. out of all the singles i loved everything he sent me honestly yeah and uh, i just picked the ones i hand selected the ones i felt like fit the vibe of what i've been putting out gotcha. yo real quick shouts out to you for your latest release i'm seeing a couple oh, people yeah, thanks, yeah, 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 pushing that. you want to talk about that real quick yeah yeah i put out a, a surprise ep today okay. uh, you know called sonic boom bap and the reason i call it that is it's not boom bap enough for a lot of people's taste and it's not pop enough for a lot of people's taste so it's like boom bap on steroids no no pun to the griselda homies shouts to them who also put out something today okay um right yeah my shit is like my my solo shit (laughs) yeah yeah. my solo shit isn't like the brown bag all-stars or the jmo gang sounding shit like i don't really like to do that for the solo stuff because i found my sound Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying first release ep wax uh, wax product wax aesthetic i put out um was very much that because i didn't have a sound yet and then i over time was like yo i like these genres of music and i just fucking collided all that shit against the wall and that's how i am you know nowadays so sonic boom bap if you like other genres aside from hip-hop check it out it's it's rooted in boom bap hip-hop though drum wise i I refuse to do i'm not anti-trap or anything like that but i refuse to do that for my shit gotcha because i mean like the worst shit in the world is when i i'm like oh i'm on hip-hop dx i'm like oh shit this guy's got something out and i grew up listening to him and it's dope and all of a sudden he's dope whatever and all of a sudden i listen and it's like the most cliche contrived fucking timely not timeless timely sounding shit absolutely and i'm like yo man that's a bad move because in three years this is gonna sound dated and corny just like all the o2 bad boy shit and whatever you hear those drums you're like damn they weren't thinking about making timeless music yeah so that's what all my shit is rooted in that but back to mr john glass to god yes sir no doubt (laughs) (laughs) dope Yo, but go get that project. Go get Jay's definitely project because uh, he makes incredible music and people should definitely check it out for sure. Mm -hmm. I appreciate it, brother. Yo, it's it's free, so go get that shit. Oh, there you go. You can stream it on Apple Music, Spotify, SoundCloud, all that. There it is. I I think we premiered one of the joints here too, actually, back in January. You did. Episode 100. Okay. You did. It was uh, track two. Yeah, that's track two on the project. So you guys had the exclusive. Exclusive. Uh, Y'all can still get episode 100 also. Yes, you can. Um, SouthernVanguard.bandcamp.com <laughs> yes, merch you can. page. Yes, Fire. you can. Fire Back time. to the interview. Back to the interview. Uh, so, so uh, John, <laughs> r- real quick. Uh, so who makes up the Suicide Squad? Who is that? So that's myself. Uh, my production partner is Eddie Random and also Mel. I'm, so- I'm sorry. Who was the last one? Mel. Oh, Mel. Mel. Okay, gotcha. Gotcha. So what? So what's the story with you guys? How's that? Were you guys? So cool? we actually all met doing beat battles uh, up in Boston. We all met kind of doing like uh, this event called the Stew Showcase. Um, shout out to to those guys up there uh, for you know throwing throwing those events. Um, they still got a bunch going on now. And uh, but but basically we all we all met from from competing and and uh, we, all of our styles are very very different individually. Um, you know Eddie's got a more like uh, raw kick you in the face like. Um, you know, crazy, like very like uh, underground, but also when he does more more um, new age stuff, it's still very aggressive. And then like Melks is very musical, kind of kind of spacey, but he can he can dive in so many different lanes and uh, and genres. And then like I kind of have a more soul soul based and 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 uh, and sample based uh, background and stuff like that. And like and and so like it, it's just dope because when we get together, we all kind of bring our all of our different styles to the table, create a sound that's very different even from all of our individual stuff. So like it's cool because we, we feel like um, I've been saying this uh, a lot recently. Like like I, I actually listened to uh, Cooking to Kill's uh, production for for Avenue's project um, that they just did, and and it was dope. I just met Frank for the first time, and he was kind of mentioning how like he really took a lot of time to figure out and craft that sound, and like and and 
and to figure out like a sound that would be different and really to help define Boston. And so like, that's something that's really been important to us as well, where we've really like really tried to sit down and figure out a way to bring what we all do to the table to create something different, but also to kind of to define more of what the sound is for Massachusetts and for, and for, for Boston area. Because right now, a lot, a lot of, a, a lot of Boston is known for kind of, um, you know, being so close to New York, so we kind of absorb a lot of a lot of that, and 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 also yeah. that now we have other other great artists like like Cousin Stiz coming out and and Joiner and like and like they're they're making a lot of great music, um, but but it, it doesn't like their videos and the content is really is really great for for what's like going on around here, but the sonics I guess of the music doesn't necessarily scream out Massachusetts, you know, right away. So right. so I guess I, we're just trying to figure out ways of, of trying to bring that back and like and trying to even bring that to some of these artists that we love and like, and trying to figure out a way to actually create like a, a, a sonic sound, like production wise, that could help um, create something dope for Boston, you know? And so like, I think other great producers like Latrell James who offer production for Stiz um, and then like, and guys like Knox and, and, and things like that also offer like a lot of that similar thing where, you know, a lot of these guys are developing like these great sonics that are like really uh, becoming, coming out on a major level that are help defining what the sound of Massachusetts is. And so we're hopefully going to be a part of that. Hmm. Oh, nice. All right, beautiful. Meeks, what else you got? You got anything else? Uh, yeah, uh, Red Sox, Celtics, <laughs> Bruins, or Patriots? Um, I mean, I love, I'm a, I'm a basketball fan. I love, I love basketball. I honestly don't watch sports as much as I used to. I feel like it, it definitely has taken a huge backseat since I've been more, you know, over my head with music, but I love, I love, I used to love sports. I used to listen to it all the time, but the Celtics is still my shit. Like, that's okay. the Celtics. So you don't have any disrespectful jokes or remarks uh, regarding uh, a 28-3 collapse. 28-3 collapse. <laughs> you, you have you have nothing on that? Super Bowl, Super Bowl 20, uh, yeah. 2017. Oh, I mean, I mean, dude, it's so funny. There's like, there's still hats. Like like that people sell with like literally just the scoreboard on them up here like like it's like it's like dude, the me- the memes are the best it's like it's like it's, 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 they're the greatest it's ever man like literally they'll be like you know like have you ever seen the number twenty like the number twenty three the movie with Jim Carrey it's like everything he obsesses over and stuff yes, yes. yeah, yeah. it's like it's like there's so much shit floating around the internet now that's like like you, if you really dig deep enough you'll find something that will always come back to that score. And so, so uh, <laughs> if you, if you, you go so down dope. that rabbit hole, you're going to find it. So it's a constant reminder of, of that, uh, of that, uh, amazing event and hit me in uh, sports history. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We had a, we had a good time, uh, talking shit with, uh, with Liff and Ack a couple weeks yeah. ago about that. We had a real good time. So, and, and we appreciate you being somewhat respectable about it. So you, you really are a good guy. He said somewhat. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take the somewhat. That's, somewhat. Yeah, exactly. That's all I got home. That's dope. All right. Jay, you got anything else, man? I mean, shit. I, there was a definite story, like there's definite. There's a story that has to be told on 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 this this episode, if you don't mind. Okay, yeah, absolutely. I don't stories. Oh shit! It's not bad. Right. Oh, so, so. It's not bad. All right, all right. That's what I like. It's not bad. It's not bad. Okay. But, right. um, I mean, like, I guess this would be kind of more of like a motivational story because, like, a lot of us, as, I feel like, as creative people, we go through a lot of highs and lows. You know what I mean? And we go through a lot of, um, you know promises that are given to us and a lot of letdowns and so like you know sometimes when we're able to get those little wins or something that that, that happens that that, that that works to the you know on the better side of things it really is amazing and so like we try and we got to cherish those moments 
So I guess like, what a perfect one, one setup. Mods, like one of the <laughs> that's some Rudy shit, bro. Like, where is where is <laughs> this shit going? That was yeah, some I, Rudy I, shit. I need to hear this shit now. I'm right. trying to yeah, sit back and let this shit so, happen, but yo, y'all young, take it too goddamn long. What, young Glass. This? Young what's, Glass. Tell him. I got you. Tell him the story, man. The Ryan Lewis story. Oh, shit. Okay. So, so all right. So, wind up, I ended up doing this, this beat battle, and um, my homie Chilla Jones, um, he's like, yo, I, my, a friend of mine is, is running this beat battle called Buffalo Jeans Beat Battle. And it's like Buffalo Jeans is a company, I guess, in Canada, and, or, and, and uh, which is, I thought it was actually going to be Buffalo, New York. I was wrong. <laughs> and then, so they ended up doing this, this competition in New York City. And um, I, I was one of the people that submitted for it. I got picked. And I was one of 12 people from all over the country that got asked to come and play beats for this competition. Um, at the time, I was completely sample-based as a producer. Like, I made probably 2 to 5% of my beats that were uh, sample-free. And so I submitted, and uh, I got picked. But then they're like, oh, just so you know, this whole competition sample free. And I'm like, oh, fuck. And so, like, uh, <laughs> I ended up kind of going back to the drawing board and, and, and like, developing music that, um, you know, hopefully could win. And so, like, I went there and, and I competed. I ended up getting um, second place uh, for the competition. And, uh, and Ryan, Ryan was fucking awesome. And, you know, he, he was a great judge and, and just a really good dude. Just gave a lot of really good advice and input and stuff. And so, like, he was... Um, uh, he was talking about like just just you know the, the different things that you should do basically as a producer that that helped him out. One of the big things was he was like align with artists, like align with an artist that you feel like you can help develop the sound for. And like subconsciously, that's always stuck with me. Obviously, given the things that have happened with myself <laughs> under Glasshouse and, and artists like Token and stuff. And so yeah. um, when we were walking out, I had a couple of friends that were picking me up. And so like we're going down the elevator, and I'm going outside, and. Um, and they're and they're outside and, and like I, I walk over and I'm like oh how'd you do I was like oh I got second I got second and she's like oh dope dope and like oh is that Ryan Lewis right there and I was like yeah yeah so like, go can you introduce us to her so I go out and uh, and I introduced him to my buddies that that came there and, and you know he was very very nice and, and he spoke very kind words and he was like you know you know stay with this guy basically like stay with this dude like like he's he's, he's gonna be going places like like he's got something basically and I I was just uh-huh. like kind of blown away just because coming from him that meant a lot and so like oh, yeah. that, that that's something that will always resonate with me for sure and, and and i definitely hope to you know when i when i'm able to see him again in, in the future i'm definitely gonna, gonna have to shake his hand and say thank you because that, that's always been there especially like like i said during those, during those tough times that you know those reminders are the things that help you to keep going so it was dope so that's a great story right I, i'm like Yo, that story, has to man. be told it's so low, like low-key a lot of people don't know about it so, like somehow yeah, you know yeah, what i mean yeah, like yeah, that, yeah, like yeah. who who's a sample driven producer that gets asked to do this crazy fucking competition in new right. york city when you're not from new york right going against other people from around the fucking country right and you have to like change your style up last minute and i don't know at that time especially one of the biggest hit producers in fucking music was, oh yeah was the judge or one of the judges or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's that's crazy, dude. That is crazy. That's crazy. So I'm like, oh, that yeah. has to be told, man. Because I, that's me and this dude story. got a lot of stories. You know, like, John literally sat in my crib in Brooklyn in my studio. Like, he sat there. I don't know. I don't know how many beats I made in front of this kid. I can't even tell you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> like, I can't, really? I can't even tell you because. Lots of fire. Thank you. I can't, I can't tell you. It might, might be a hundred. I don't actually really? know. I don't know. And it's, um, <laughs> it was sessions I was having with, uh, with our homie, Justin Clancy who's a very, oh, okay. he's a young dope MC on the come up. And, you know, I was working on joints with Ju- with Justin and John came with him, obviously. And, uh, cause they, they're linked together like that. And fucking, I can't even tell you how many beats I made in front of him. Like you doing like what I do kind of shit. Not like 
oh, they're in the room, so I'm going to do some other shit so they don't see my tricks and blah, blah, blah. I was doing what I do. You know what I'm saying? Oh, uh, okay. He All saw right. me make like 100 beats for sure, multiple sessions. So it's like, I, I got, you know, I talked on the phone with this kid when you were on tour. Remember like six months ago, eight, eight months ago, some shit when you were in the UK and my homegirl, Billy from Dreamville fucking yep. called me or some shit just like awesome. your mate is here and like she puts on fucking john glass i'm like well, they were doing like the same tour and shit i was like yo this so i got stories well, with I this kid. i got a lot of stories with him but i had to tell that ryan lewis story had to happen that's because that's a nod man like when you get ryan lewis telling you you're fucking dope at sample free shit and that's not even your forte you know you're on some, yeah you got potential for totally. some shit so I and he doesn't to have to that. do that right he, he doesn't didn't, oh, yeah, he, he didn't have to do that and from mutual friends that i have with him from, with ryan like i know he's probably not the guy to blow smoke up somebody's ass from what i sure, heard yeah, yeah so like he really meant that shit and coming from him man that's dope yeah, so that is big. i just want that documented for when this kid fucking blows up everybody goes back and sees <laughs> like see been told you hell yeah hell yeah well, thank well, you thank you man well that's dope john so what, what do you want to leave the folks with as we wrap this up like you know where can they go to support um, where can where can they go to you know to to beat the you know the weekly drop, all that we'll we'll just uh, we'll, we'll leave we'll leave it like that. Yeah, so um you know every every week we got uh, lots of new music coming out. Um, you can check every release out on on uh, SoundCloud dot com slash Glasshouse Prods, but then you can also check out um a bunch of the releases as well on iTunes and Spotify, um Apple, all, all basically all the all the different hubs there. Um, streaming services, etc. Um, under John Glass, you'll find everything there. I even created a playlist on Spotify called uh, Glass Smashes that basically has um, all the different um, productions that I've been a part of over the years that are available on, on iTunes and Spotify. So so if you go there, you can actually follow all the different productions that, I, that I've done over the years. Um, and, and yeah, you can keep track of everything. But uh, on social media, at John Glass underscore, um, J-O-N, uh, no H's. The and right so, yeah. way, the right way to spell that motherfucking right. name. That shit. Don't start it. that shit. The right motherfucking God way. Damn. I might add. He goes the right way. I knew that was so. Coming. Y'all just gonna buck the biblical aspect of John. Y'all just gonna y'all just gonna disregard that shit. Absolutely. Okay. Cool. Yes. Cool. <laughs> I'm with it. Hey good. John, real quick, you, you sent me a you sent me. Hey four- John, real quick. <laughs> yeah. You see the extra, yeah. Em- yeah. the extra emphasis on fucking John, like, Yo, like John, all of a sudden so- John's a cool ass name. Okay. That's a real fucking cool name. Wrong. So Wrong name. So, uh, so, so so real quick, a little sidetrack for this sidetrack is uh John, how many times do you spell your name for someone and they still spell it with the fucking H, man? <laughs> A lot. Well, the best part, and you probably get this all the time, like on social media, when literally your name is there in front of them, it still managed to get it wrong. And it's like, Yo, that's man. the best part. Like, Yo. like, it's there. Like, it's right there. Like, it's like you didn't really have to, that's your so eyes have to wander more than like five degrees upwards. Like, it's just like, <laughs> like Yo, I mean, I'll, I'll be at the store, right? And they're like, you know, they, I'm, I'm returning something or they need to look something up. Yeah. They're like, what's your first name? J O N. And then, you know, tell them my last name. And then they're like, oh, I can't find it. And I'm like, did you spell John with an H? Oh, yeah, you're right. Yes, I did. I'm just like, I fucking spelled it for you. You know, like, really? God, man. Oh, man. Good, Good times. times. Good All right. So so the, the, the question that I was beginning to ask you before we started talking about yeah. how glorious, you know, John without an H is. <laughs> Is uh, you, you you sent us four joints that are um 
uh, some some pretty new treats that aren't out yet, right? So, you know, we're going to play yeah, this on the so mix show. So if you heard the interview first and you didn't hear the mix show, you got to make sure you go back and listen to Meeks. What is yes. it? Episode 134? Coming up, yes, yeah, one thirty-four. Oh, so uh, John, real quick, break down what we're gonna what we're gonna hear on on one thirty-four. You sent me four joints. Yeah, so I wanted to give you a little a little mix of like a bunch of stuff that um, I've been working on. Um, the the first, one of them is is called um, uh, "You Make the Sunshine," which is a song um, that that's unreleased. It's, it's uh, going to be coming out in, in the future for sure. It might not be part of the weekly releases. So this is like a something that, you know, you might not even see for like a year now or so. All so right. this is like a, a really dope record that, I, that I'm, I'm very proud of. Um, um, I did the production for it, of course, and it's featuring um, uh, Boston natives, um, Mr. Fritz, uh, Lawrence native, uh, who's uh, Rex, and also a, a guy from Brockton by the name of J-Rod, who's a very talented MC as well, and featuring our background vocals by Ashlyn Peartree, who's got an amazing voice, um, and she's, she's an incredible vocalist. Uh, so that song is really, really, really dope. Um, we got basically the next song that's going to be coming out uh, via Five Seven Music and, yeah. and Soul Spasm called "Get It," and that's going to be featuring uh, rapper Big Pooh, uh, Chilla Jones, um, Easy Money, and also uh, Cali Raps. And so that's <sighs> a great song, giving like you know uh, <laughs> the climate and the weather we've been having, and just the feeling of, of you know getting back into the grind and back, back to school for some some of the younger generation stuff. I thought it was a good song to kind of fit the, fit the air for that. And so that's going to be coming out. Um, so you got that one as well. Um, and then I put two tracks um, that are actually part of two, two separate beat tapes. Um, one of them, uh, myself and the Suicide Squad crew, uh, we're putting out a beat tape soon. It's going to be called Nine Rounds. Um, it's got nine, nine uh, dope, dope beats that kind of uh, show the versatility of what we bring to the table. Um, this is going to be like the first, the first beat or slash single off of the beat tape. Um, and so uh, we're really excited for you guys to hear that one. It shows a nice, uh, nice, you know, it shows a lot of different styles. And so uh, basically, and then the last one is a beat that myself and, and my homie Kaz um, uh, did. Kaz has done a lot of uh, additional production for Stack Select there, um, and, and a bunch of other talented producers. He's also a great producer of his own uh, in his own right. Um, but but he's got a, tons of uh, you know records under his belt with people like uh, Black Thought and um, Action Bronx and Joey Pass and more. And so we've been working on like a little beat tape of collaboration. So he added um, some incredible instrumentation. Had my homie uh, Tiba. Um, play played an unbelievable baseline on on the record, and then uh, Stack selected ended up doing some cuts on it. So that's going to oh, be our first from that beat tape. So yeah, so I wanted to give you a nice little mix of stuff to kind of show show the show some of the things that we're working on. Thank and, you, man. And you know, I appreciate nice. you, you giving me the opportunity to, to you know showcase some of the work and and definitely shout out Jay for everything. And, you know, I've been very lucky to, to have a good friend and, and a good dude in, in my corner. And likewise, and, you know, he, he's got the same shit. You know, anything that he needs, you know, I'm always going to be there for him. So. And much love to you guys, and I, I appreciate you having me on, and it means a lot. So thank y'all. Yo, Again. always remember this: we are the guard. That's what we're here <laughs> for. Um, you can uh, you can bounce all things music related off of us. It's not a problem. If we fucking with it, we fucking with it. Uh, obviously, we fucking with you. So send it, and we got you. Thank you, man. That's, I appreciate that. And you know, Meeks, we Jeez. got mad love for you up in Boston. So. I, that's, why I keep, <laughs> that's why I keep hearing, man. I'm trying to eat a big-ass roast beef sandwich, man. So I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to come rap and eat. Yeah, I just want to rap and eat in Boston. It's all good. That's good. That's a good plan. Yeah. Very low expectation. Yeah. We're very low maintenance. Yeah. Easy. Easy. 
All right, John. Well, thank you, man. We really appreciate you. Good luck to you, man. The you know the music sounds incredible. Can't wait to see what the rest of 2017 has in store next year and beyond. So, uh, salute to you, man. Yo, thank you guys. Thank you very much, John. As well, love the Word. name. Um, you know, yeah. and, uh, you know, <laughs> much love to you guys, yo. And, and definitely, yo, have a great, have a great rest of the week. And and thank you again. Yes, sir. All right. Yes, All sir. right. Peace, brother. Peace. Thank you, man. Peace, yo. All right, Meeks. Yeah, man. Yes, sir. Another one. Another Jay, one. thank you, man. Another one. It's Another really good. One. Somebody it's really good. To. I'm glad you brought up the Ryan Lewis shit. That was good. Oh, yeah. I mean, because he's too humble. He would to, never tell that story. He's too fucking humble to bring it up yeah. himself. He's a good dude. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Anybody so, else, yo, I'd be like, yo, fucking let me tell you this right off the bat. Yo, right, so right. Ryan Lewis is <laughs> is Macklemore. up there with, okay, Macklemore. He's, but Used he's up there with Aoki, right? Like, kind of in that same vein. DJ Wise. Uh, no, no, no. no. He's like, like um, well, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I mean, remember Kanye Power? Remember that big track from like 2010, 11? Mm. His, his beats are in that kind of vein. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like where it's hip hop, but it's for sure like super radio shit. Okay. So that's that's been his thing. And he, he's very big into bringing in like a brass section and stuff like that for a lot of his okay. stuff. So yeah. he's like in a lot of sing, background singers. So he's like, it's it's kind of what I do, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. How my shit's like uh like poppy hip hop rooted okay. in, in in hip hop, you know what I'm saying? I would say he his hit right now is for Kesha. He did this her latest hit record called Praying, I think or yeah. something. Oh, I didn't know he did that. Dude, that tra- that track. Oh shit. I can't play that track loud enough. It's one of the most epic sounding pop songs. It's not like like classic popular music. Yeah. I don't mean like Selena Gomez or some shit, not yeah. to knock it, but it doesn't sound like that that somebody wrote it, somebody else made the beat, yeah. packaged it up, somebody sing it shit. This is like a song song. I was just And like, to, you know, you know, mention Macklemore, so he's really, really, really eating off of this shit. So he's he's oh, super oh, good. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah right, they, I got it. Yeah, all the, the big Macklemore yeah. shit, that's Ryan Lewis. I got you. Literally yeah. cool, all of it. Cool, this is cool. Macklemore's new album comes out, yeah. I think, I don't know, tomorrow or some shit. It's something right. like that, like this week or next week. And this is I think this is his first album without Ryan and a couple of albums. Okay. So it was Macklemore and Ryan Lewis as a group for so the past is this two a albums. Great look overall. Got yeah. You. And this was at the prime. This is like when this the first album together so the, yeah. i, I want to say my guess he's not on this to, <laughs> to say but i think is i think that was like 2014 when uh he did that battle and that's when like ryan lewis was like he had like three hits on the fucking in the top 10 yeah you know what i'm saying kind of yeah. shit but you know back then kind of shit okay yeah. so it's like for him to hear something and what this kid's doing and again he had to fucking drop everything and do a new style like mm-hmm. yeah that, that's strong that says a lot man yeah, yeah and the shit he played me was crazy like that to make me want to work with him to begin with because Nice kid driving me to go get some food or whatever after he's being the promoter for his show. I didn't even know he did music like that, to be yeah. real with you. And it, like, just because he's nice to me, he's not, I'm not going to be like, yo, let me do something for him now. Like, all right, I did the show. Maybe he made a little money off the show. Yeah. I don't know. the You know what I'm saying? Like, we all business, mm-hmm. whatever. And he was cool. But it was enough for me to be like, you know what? Here's my fucking number, even though I hate talking to people. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm introverted <laughs> as fuck, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, I really am. You're so. not alone. <laughs> well, you so, are. That but. is true. Jay Jay likes to text. That's what that, that, yeah. that's his I love MO. The text. Well. I just give my number out to everyone to text. And, and total, all I know is, homie, we, all I know is, homie, we still standing in some tall ass cotton. So, <laughs> yes, we, we are the guard. We Southern Vanguard guard. Radio, SouthernVanguard.com. <laughs> twice a week, meek. Twice a week, dough. Uh, y'all know what it is. Twice a year, Jay. 57. Yes, sir. <laughs> All right. All right, y'all. Ask Southern Vanguard everywhere. 
Like Everywhere. You, like you need to leave the H out of John, you need to leave the U out of Vanguard. No H in John. See, now it all comes. I, and we've been leaving you I've out come, since 2012. Yeah, we're, we're leaving your ass out since 2011. Yeah. Is it 2011? It's 2012. I guess it is. Oh, 2012. Eh, it all right, whatever. Matter. All yeah. right, we're out, y'all. Uh, episode 134. Go back and check it. In your mouth. All right, we're out. Peace. Peace. 